Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining me again today. Nice to have you along. I'm really looking forward to today's chat with Johan van Zechten. And hopefully I got that right, but yeah. he's probably laughing at me quietly in the background. But <laughs> Johan is the CEO of Robin. So during his master's studies in international business in 2007, Johan established Robin, which was the first Lithuanian agency that recruits Lithuanian staff for Dutch employment agencies. Well, 14 years later, the company Robin has built up a database with over 220,000 candidates, and they've recruited over 20,000 candidates from Lithuania, Latvia, Portugal, Poland, Spain, Romania, Slovakia, and Hungary for the Dutch employment market. So it's a fascinating business you've created there, Johan. Thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks. And I must say thank you for doing this in English because my uh, Dutch is fairly non-existent. It's a pretty tough language, I have to say. I, I ran a leadership training program once in this beautiful seaside town of, let me try, Scheveningen. Scheveningen, yeah, very good. Right. Yeah, okay. that, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm also not, I'm not speaking Dutch that much, let's say. I'm, I'm more used to speak English as well and also a, a bit of Lithuanian. And I can tell you that Lithuanian is a bit harder to learn. than. Uh, oh, really? Than wow you're used to challenges and and the other thing you before i get into the business stuff you have to tell me about this motorcycle journey you went over twenty eight thousand kilometers through europe middle east asia where did you go yeah i'm, I'm quite passionate about uh, driving like traveling with motorcycles so i made uh, two uh, long distance trips so one trip i uh, drove from lithuania to malaysia like over wow. over like uh, pakistan india and uh, iran and uh, like uh, a lot of countries that most of people don't go uh, yeah. to so often. And then another trip, uh, I made a trip with a little bike from Vilnius to Cape Town, so all the way to Africa. So I li- I'm not afraid of, uh, of challenges, I would say. And I like the international, like different cultures, like get to know yeah. different cultures and dealing with them. And that's that's also what I use on a day-to-day basis. I was just going to say, it seems like such a natural fit for you then to, to build up the business you build up. So yeah, what is Robin? Why did you create it, and, and what are you doing at the moment? Yeah, I can do that. So, from so as you introduced, you give already the introduction. We started our business in two thousand seven. Like at that time, so I'm originally from Holland. I uh, I went to study to Lithuania, to Vilnius, Lithuania, uh, to study international business. And during the studies, I uh, started this uh, this agency, uh, Robin. Uh, like. I, at that time, I was in touch with, with the Dutch agency, like with, with the agency that I knew uh, from before. And they were, they were looking like, okay, you're going to Lithuania, maybe you can see, maybe you can help us out with uh, finding staff for our, uh, for our agency. And uh, I decided to do this uh, myself, like uh, to do this uh, independently and uh, with that, having them as a first uh, client. Yep. And uh, little by little build up this company and also using experience I have myself by living in another country in the business like which which uh, emotions which these difficulties are people dealing with like for me it's more natural for them for someone that uh, that has uh, never spent uh, time abroad yeah it's funny for people who are still employed in-house as an employee of a large company they never quite understand the feeling of that first dollar that first euro that first pound so when you got that first client it must have felt great right because it meant 
I can start to build something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and for me, like uh, our business model is based on every success hour. So each hour that a person works in the Netherlands, then we get paid. So, so the time that it took to earn a decent living, it was really like a couple of years. Like it's not that you get one client and right away you generate uh, attractive income. At the beginning, you, you were speaking about like 10, 20, 30 euro per month income. Wow. So it wasn't a finder's fee. It was a percentage of earnings almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's wow. like, uh, and that's also interesting about our model because, because uh, this way everybody's pushed to make, to, to create like satisfied clients to make people happy to make sure that they are satisfied in their new environment abroad like because the more satisfied they are the more the, the business is earning it's a it's a little bit a different model than most of the yeah so it's pressure to get it right on both sides the, both sides of the market yes you've got to help the employer but you've also got to make sure that the employee will be happy there yeah exactly and i, I would say our company is more focused to the employee like because mm. i believe that uh, as long as the employee is satisfied and in, in in this new environment, then the rest of the parties will also be satisfied. Yeah. You just reminded me, I went to a jobs fair in Spain once when they were the company to hire people in and part of the operations were call centers and things. So they naturally have high staff turnover, right? Yeah. And so the people are there pitching. So all these job candidates are coming up to the stand and asking about the company, stuff like that. But one of my colleagues whenever someone came to talk to her, she'd tell them about how bad it was. And these are the things, these are the reasons why you may leave. Now, let me tell you about the good stuff. And I did notice over time that the people she had spoken to and had hired as a result of her pitching the company, they had longer retention rates. Yeah, exactly. I, she had prevented that turnover. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit in, the, in our, same in our business, like, uh, because the thing we are facing most with is like this gap of something that the people expect like uh, to get in another country so because it's not only the job, it's as well the living place, the, the environment, the culture. There's a huge gap between one, one country and another country, like the work in another country. And we, we try to make this gap smaller by presenting like a very realistic view of how the people will live. Because oh. it's not like they're not going to live in like five-star hotels. It's like it's yeah. the same as uh, in, other, in other places. You need to find the place that, that, that suits you. And you also should present like uh, how it's going to be like so that they can make these decisions themselves. So you got amazing numbers now, but back then you didn't, right? You were just starting. So you, you got a client who said, yes, um, we need your help to hire these people, find these people. How did you get both sides of the market as in more clients and also more candidates and people to hire? How did you do both? So at the beginning, we, uh, we, we were always quite good on Google, let's say, like SEO. Like we uh, were providing the right information on our website. That is like inf informative text uh, for, for, for potential candidates. So SEO, yeah. SEO, exactly. Like just, yep. just providing them the, the right information. And this attracted quite a lot of candidates. And so at the beginning, we were only doing this in Lithuania. But uh, while uh, when we got already a decent size in Lithuania, we, uh, we basically grew our markets by adding more countries. So first of all, we, we started as Latvia was the neighboring country or is the neighboring country. Mm. We also, we hired a person from Latvia in our office uh, at that time in, in Lithuania. And little by little, we added some more countries until we saw that like uh, almost at the moment we thought, okay, it's better to have local offices because to, to give more the feeling for people to, uh, to that there's somebody in their country that can help them. 
So we opened, uh, maybe five years ago, we opened like five, six offices in different countries. And uh, like a little bit before COVID came, uh, we, we were already making the first steps of moving remote, like moving more remote. We were giving already a little more freedom to, to the colleagues on when to come to the office or not. And on the moment COVID came, we decided to go totally remote and we, we decided to stay remote from that moment because for us it works much better. Like it creates much more transparency within the company. It's very hard to create really one culture and one mm. one working methods when you have like different offices. And over time, I'm guessing there are other methods beyond SEO because SEO gets more and more crowded, more challenging as other companies are trying to provide information and maybe the larger firms are trying to do the same sort of stuff. Did you have to introduce new methods to grow the business? No, I think for us, it's more uh, the mostly word of mouth. So uh, you just need to provide the best service on the market and all the time improve your service and always like uh, measure what the people are expecting and just do a little bit more than the people are expecting. That's not only for the candidates, but as well for the clients in the Netherlands. So we, we, we don't really like as looking to the clients uh, in the Netherlands, Germany and Belgium, we, we don't really need to do any active sales. Like the, the, the clients are coming themselves to us. Can I ask? in consulting or any type of business, there's a service level you need to provide, which is good or acceptable, or it is what is required. How do you go that next level, that extra step? Are there small things you do, or is it the way you say stuff? How do you add that magic to the service? It's something we are putting quite a lot of focus on. We also ex- uh, hired external companies to help us, like uh, providing the next service, like to uh, basically visualize what we do now and visualize the journey of the job seeker and as well of the clients. And and interview the clients on a regular basis, trying what's, what they are missing, how we can perform better, how other uh, companies are providing better, and then uh, improve our services that, that way. It's also, we learned that it's, it's better to, to be a little bit expensive, be, be of like a high service, than that because then you have also the re- resources to do such thing and to provide a better service. So that's, uh, yeah. it's, it's basically a loop that is uh, like all the time it's a process that we're all the time working on. Got it. So how do you justify the higher prices to the clients? Like by longer durations of stay. If, if, if our candidates are staying longer by using the, the right technology, using our, the right methods, then they are basically saving money because each, each new hire in their firm is, is costing much more money than the fee they, they pay us. Basically. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. So let me ask you about your typical clients. In case someone listening to this is thinking, oh, I either work at a place like that or I could refer in those types of companies. Are there ideal companies for your business? Uh, In general, the most, so so our most clients are employment agencies in the Netherlands, Germany, and Belgium that are open for like international people. Like uh, we want to, like right now, there is a big lack of uh, people everywhere in the market, I would say. So now we are like we are quite covered, like looking to the clients we have. We we are really made a selective group of clients that are that are following the same vision as we have and have, uh, have the same values of working. But we are growing in the in, in the amount of job job offers, like uh, providing different types of job offers because people don't uh, when they want. Uh, some specific, uh, when they have some specific skills or they want to work, for example, as a cook or a chef or, uh, and, but we don't provide this job, then we add, it's, it's of added value to search for clients that, that provides these type of jobs. 
So now we are more looking at diversification of the, the types of jobs that we provide. And why did you choose to go for supplying agencies rather than the end user, which is the company, the client itself? That, that's a good question. It's also one of our like downsides, I would say, because we can mm. control all the process up to the moment the person arrives in the Netherlands or in Germany or Belgium, but we are not in control of what is happening there. So we, we also see that often the candidates are very satisfied about our service, but are not the same satisfied about the, like, the client service because we also don't have the full access to what is happening there and we, we cannot 100% control this. But uh, we, uh, we don't have any, we are not physically established in the Netherlands or in Belgium or, or in Germany. So for us, it's very hard to control like the accommodation, like uh, to make sure that accommodation is in, in, uh, in good condition. That's why we decided to, uh, to have mainly agencies as our client so that we can secure that a certain limit of like a certain level of, of uh, accommodation is provided. But who knows uh, what the future brings. That's really interesting. Yeah, so I'm just trying to think of, a, of an analogy because it, some of the global companies like the McDonald's, for instance, they control their supply chain so carefully yeah. If you think of potatoes for their chips, it has to be certain size, weight, coloring, all that kind of stuff. And then the way it is delivered is it done in a certain fashion through to the, the restaurant, but they're so careful with their supply chain. So it's very interesting to hear you talk about, in a way, managing your supply chain or the delivery process so that it's a terrible way to phrase it, but the people are the product. And so you need to support them and make sure yeah. that they're happy, these candidates, because as you said, word of mouth is such an important part. So it's very interesting to hear you talk about the fact that you're trying to um, work with the agencies to make sure that they maintain very high standards. Yeah, um, and, and so who knows in the future that we will be more ourselves in control of accommodation and, uh, and even the job like that. And we can create the full journey for the people when we are in control of creating the full journey. I think it will be of a higher added value also for candidates. So the next time we talk, we'll be talking about Robin Construction Company. Is that right? There might be. (laughs) Fascinating. So what in general would be your advice to others listening on how to grow a successful HR-related business? I I think the key, one of the keys of our business is that we give a lot of freedom to our colleagues. Like we we give them uh, and learn learn how to give away responsibilities. Like as as a management, you should should have attract people that follow the same principles, that have the same values and uh, follow the same vision. People that, uh, that don't believe in your vision, yeah, they, they should not work for your company, basically. I think it's uh, something that should be more aggressively approached, maybe, like, uh, because often companies have a vision, but uh, most of the colleagues don't really uh, relate to the vision. And I think there, then it's very hard to give also freedom to colleagues because you don't they are not they are on a different level than you are as a as a manager as an employer so i think give give all the freedom to the colleagues and to make sure that they uh, they uh, they they feel responsible in doing their job and then you can see also that uh, them feeling more accountable and, and producing more basically and without uh, micromanaging uh, uh, people yeah great advice and as well for for any manager, they should also learn how to give away responsibilities so that, uh, that on the moment uh, the person falls away, also somebody else can pick up, plus uh, other colleagues can develop themselves in the direction 
uh, they want to. Like it, it keeps a, a pattern of development within the company. Easy to say, hard to do. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, yeah. no, no. That's uh, I think it's that it's the the culture that you set in the company. Yeah. And what about in, in terms of growing, acquiring new clients, and things like that for for companies listening? You mentioned SEO and word of mouth. Would they be the main ones you'd focus on for them to grow their own respective businesses, whether that's recruitment or training or general HR consulting? What's your advice there? Focus mainly to existing clients, like people that are that you know and that are uh, that you cooperate already with successful. Like, because often you can grow much more with existing clients than mm-hmm. trying to to attain new clients. It's also much more expensive, like to 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 get more a new client. So that's also what we do. We we used to have more clients. Now we actually are downsizing the amount of clients and more putting focus to a few clients to, to grow with them because it's it's very labor intensive to have more clients. It's it's less labor intensive and you get more out of like, working with less clients, but but, uh, but a little bit uh, like in a deeper relationship. I think you just described the plot line for that Tom Cruise movie, Jerry Maguire. Fewer clients, but better relationships. Okay. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> But for people listening, that's such that's, that's wonderful advice that in the world of marketing and business growth and all that sort of stuff, people get obsessed with new clients, new clients, new clients. But as Johan just said, it's around treasuring the clients you have and helping them grow because that will be a, a, a virtuous circle. Yeah. And, it, and you also need to, to learn how to say no then to new clients. Like if you feel that, uh, that they don't feel that they uh, don't share the same values, to simply say, no, uh, sorry, we we don't want to do business. How do you say that? Uh, you can't say like that. Like I feel that, yeah, yeah this is not, uh, I feel that we are on a different path or a different way of, uh, of, of like uh, doing business. Like you, you, you see the way of uh, doing business differently as they do and, and focus to your own things. That's good. Yep. So you are, you, you've seen so much, you created an amazing business and it was a tough road at the, the start and it's always a challenge to continue how do you see the world of work evolving we've been through so much what do you see coming down the path down the road so i hope on the, like a more globalization i mean that's what we we strive for and more diversification that for example dutch companies are stepping away from the dutch language because often there are like uh, there's better talents available elsewhere uh, that, that this 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 language barrier should not be a barrier like uh, if you ask me so this uh, globalization is, and diversification is, of course, of a big added value, if you ask me. But I think in general also there will be uh, much more freedom. Like, and uh, people are more choosing the new job, not on, according to the role, but according to the, the vision of the company. Like, where, how do you want to contribute to the world? And do you feel connected to that? You know, because a role you can, uh, role you can learn, like, within a... Relative, most of the roles you can learn with a relatively short, uh, short time. But see, it's so important to, to to feel for the vision and to feel like connected to the company. And then, uh, and then in the freedom that is given to you, like I think in the future, the the employers will give uh, much more freedom. Like the, there will not be like strict working schedules or or, or like strict working place on where you need to work. Uh, it's uh, it's more about uh, like. How does each colleague want to contribute to the to the vision of the company? And if if you contribute and you perform well in your job, doesn't matter how much you work or perform well you work, etc. 
One more question on that. How do you support, encourage the right culture and vision values when you are remote? Uh, it's like uh, we, we work with OKRs. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think OKRs is a great for, framework for this because you set a very clear objective for everyone within the team. And every, every day, like each team has uh, meetings on the, like how to contribute to those uh, objectives. So there is, a, as long as the lines are clear and clear where, the, where you want to contribute to, and then it doesn't matter if you work remote or not, like the results will show, uh, show the, the performance of, the, of each colleague. So I don't, hmm. yeah. So the, the, the fact of working in the office or not doesn't, doesn't really matter looking to this. Yeah, so the OKRs, that supports that method. So, Johan, you've shared so much great uh, value insights, and I love your story. If people want to learn more about Rob and the business, whether that's to refer clients um, or to, if they're an agency in the not quite the Benelux region, it's could you just define the region again for us? So, we are mainly active uh, in the Netherlands, uh, Belgium, and Germany. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, but we we also want to think bigger, and we you know if mm-hmm. we if we can contribute to uh, companies and to people like uh, and uh, create a more unified world, let's say, okay. then it doesn't really matter where the, where the client is from. If we see that we can be of added value, where we can, where we can like, really improve the lives of people by providing a job in another country, then it doesn't need to be the Netherlands or Germany or Belgium. Then yeah. Well, I mean, you started with one client and have grown to thousands, many thousands of candidates and, and companies in various countries. And you've got a process where you're, you have a very clear vision and the values and the, the way you support your people and they support the business, a very virtuous loop, a very virtuous circle. I can't see why it couldn't expand to other countries. So, What I still would like to add, I think like looking to the vision of the company as in a certain mm-hmm. culture in the company, you know, we, we ourselves, we are selecting like people that join our team, they are most of them are expats themselves, and they uh, they 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 were living or are living abroad, so they it, it comes very natural. Like it's a very natural match, I would say. Like the, the type of people in our comp- business is uh, like we are very similar to each other, but but from different countries and different backgrounds. And with your preference for motorcycle journeys, you probably catch up with them anyway. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, if people listening want to refer clients, where could you learn more about the company? What should they do next? They can contact me. They can contact me on Joban at robin.jobs. And that's the website as well, www.robin, so R-O-B-I-N dot jobs, J-O-B-S. Yep. Correct. Excellent. Joan, thank you very much for sharing your advice and your story today. I've really appreciated it. Yeah, it was a pleasure speaking to you. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.